0: Hello there. Thank you for joining us again on the basic and the brain. For those of you who may have missed us the last few weeks, we're Alina and Maddie, AKA the basic and the brain. And we're here to bring Botox and Bravo to the fucking table for your next dinner party.
1: Yeah. I mean, think of it as us bringing basic bitch topics into the intellectual sphere. So grab yourself a glass of wine. Or white claw, or whatever hard seltzer, alcoholic drink of preference, <laughs> and join us for this week's episode. Today we've got a lot of
0: shit to to cover for our BBQs. I know when I saw the like the the script, I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, <laughs> we have not been sleeping over here in Hollywood, have we? <laughs> there's we like have so not much been sleeping on, on it so much
1: um and then also for our new listeners old uh bbqs our basic bitch quickies is basically the segment where we go over top headlines for the week and give our quick top of mind thoughts um i think it's also pertinent to do like a little touchback from last week's um stuff because there are two updates one army hammer remember last week how there was yes. all this like photographic evidence that he apparently is like working as a um timeshare salesman out in the (laughs) canine islands uh it is apparently true uh army hammer is broke um and so he is legitimately working as a timeshare salesman in order to make money for himself
0: and his family which do we know how he went broke
1: i'm sure legal costs i'm sure the fact that like hollywood like cut him out he no longer has like an ability to make money um and then also a divorce
0: yeah, but Ma- Maddie, we're not talking about like you know he lost a couple hundred thousand dollars or even a million. Like this guy's family had a private jet back before like Kim Air and Kylie Air were a thing. So
1: yeah, but like I don't know how accessible his family's money is to him. I I, hmm? I don't have that information on deck, so I don't know. All I know is is what I've read thus far. Um, All right. Well, yeah. So we got we got some. Uh, some sources saying that that is, in fact, the case. Um, and then secondly, the whole Doja Cat, Noah Schnapps thing. People are calling for Doja to get canceled, as we all know. But Noah <laughs> Schnapps came back in the media and was like, yeah, we already resolved everything via DM. Like, We can like let this story fuck off now. Thanks. So I thought that was interesting. And I figured it was okay. just like a thing that we a should little mention. Bow.
0: We're going to exactly. tie it up, wrap it up bow. with a bow. Exactly. Um, I just think it's so interesting that... Sorry, Not to not to dwell on it, Noah. Because I know that you've called for this to be let go now. But like that, the child or like the teenager is the one that's like, guys, it's all good. Let's just move on. Let's let's be adults. So
1: wild, so wild. Sometimes I feel like the younger generation, like (laughs) as much as like we can like hate Gen Z for some of the dumb shit that they do, say
0: how they act. Right? I feel so much like bringing back '90s fashion, bringing back low cut jeans. Yeah, we're done. We can hate on you for that middle part.
1: facts, no cap, whatever, like the lingo. I can't, um, like, I feel like they're also the generation that, um, can be exceptionally wise and humbling and actually cares a lot and deeply. Um, like, I don't think I would have had a good enough head on my shoulders, um, as a 17 year old to like be that mature and be like, guys, it's over. It's fine. Like, let's move on. Um, I would be petty as all hell because I remember (laughs) myself as a 17 year old. (laughs) I was not wise at all.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. No, I'm still not wise at 32. Um, But yeah, no, I I totally agree. I had this conversation with someone where I was saying, you know, I know the world is kind of crazy, blah, 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 whatever, but I do feel like the younger generations, they are, they're just so much more tolerant. And I think that they're like wise beyond their years. I was watching that Rebel Wilson movie on Netflix senior year. I actually watched it. I watched it. You watched it, right? I, I didn't watch it. the whole thing. I'm not gonna lie, but I watched the like '90s nostalgia part, and I was like, "Oh my god, Manny Moore, Candy, this is great." Mm-hmm. And um, and then when like it started to, it was like in present day, and they were just so, they were just so mature. I didn't know what to do with this. I was like, "What? Like, what high schooler talks about advocacy and stuff?" And they were like, "No, like that's like actually what kids are like these days. They're just so much more aware. They're so much more knowledgeable about." Almost like adult things, for lack of but a better word. Kind of, like, brings up the point, though, because I remember
1: watching the movie and I was like, wow, like this generation, yes, there is such a level of, um, I think, care, concern, compassion, mm-hmm. empathy, et cetera, et cetera. There's also a part of me, too, that feels like, um, I think I told you about this experience that I had where um, I went and I did shrooms in <sighs> Amsterdam for a retreat after my dad's death. It's healing, guys, alternative medicine. Um, And during the session or during, it was like a, a full week retreat. And I was talking to one of the healers that was there. And uh there apparently had been some sort of stabbing on like a local train route. um, And it was near his neighborhood. And he was like, oh, I had no idea. And I looked over him. I was like, oh, like apparently it was all over the news this morning. He was like, yeah, I don't really read the news. And I was like, what? He was like, yeah, if you think about it, we as humans like aren't really capable of taking on the world's problems, only that within our local communities. He's like, that's why I don't watch the news because all you're doing is getting inundated with all the shit all the time across the world. And sometimes I feel like this generation mm-hmm. is being inundated with all of the shit all the time across the world. And like, yeah. there's a part of me that feels like they probably didn't really get to have a childhood without worry like we did where ignorance was bliss for us. I'm oh sure that God. there was a whole bunch of shit that was happening during the nineties, but like we got to feign ignorance and actually
0: have a childhood. Sorry. was You're that depressing? so right. Yeah. A little bit. Do you think that's why like Gen Zers, in a lot of ways, to your point, like from a compassion perspective, eco-friendly or not eco-friendly, I was just thinking that a lot of them are, um, empathy, empathy perspective, like are so mature in that, in that regard. But I feel like in a lot of other ways, like, maybe aren't or a little bit more immature from things that like just life experience that we had to have.
1: Yeah. Like I think the tolerance versus intolerance things, cause that's also subjective too. Mm-hmm. Like I think, you know, we talked about this in regards to like how people will share headlines, but without actually reading the articles. <sighs> Um, And I think because there's such a level of advocacy and a desire to share the importance of, you know, things that are happening in the world with others, that Mm -hmm. there's a potential of like intolerance without understanding the complete entire story where they go full on Mm -hmm. advocacy and full on care without considering like the big picture. Um, So I think that there's like a, a weird seesaw effect there. It's all about balance, friends. All about balance. It's all about balance. Anyway, speaking of Gen Z, okay. let's. I think we should like get into our BBQs, but I first want to start off with a new TikTok trend. Um, and we all know TikTok is the Gen Z app. <laughs> I'm a millennial, but it's a Gen Z world in there. Um, there's a new trend going on called vabbing. Have you heard of this? No. What is okay. that? context for our listeners and, they for, don't like it. and for Alina. <laughs> so vapping is apparently when you take your um, internal juices and you literally dab it behind your ears, um, sort of like uh, natural pheromones. Uh, and so what this has f- blown up. Exactly, exactly. Your internal juices, a.k.a. you're digging inside of you, getting those... Putting it right behind your ears. Like mm-hmm. your vagina juice? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's like blowing up on TikTok. And like there's of course the camp that's like, what the fuck? Please don't do that. And a lot of these people are millennials who are saying this. And then there's the other half that's like, oh, it's great. Like
0: easier accessibility to pheromones on your body. Um because we're concerned that nobody is attracted sexually to anyone else. I'm very confused by this. <laughs> Hey, I'm I'm don't don't shoot the messenger.
1: I'm just letting you know what's going on in these wild streets. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm struggling really hard though to like to understand to
1: comprehend why people are doing this. Well, apparently on this app too, there's a lot of people who talk about like, um, there's these companies that will do sort of like pheromone scents to get people to be more attractive, I guess. Um, and we've talked about the importance of pheromones, I think when it comes to human sexuality. And so part of this, I guess, growing phenomena or growing trend is now people have suggested vabbing, which is literally going in there to get your own natural pheromones and scents and just making it more easily accessible on your body. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess the online dating apps aren't working
0: anymore. So people are going the vabbing route. I, I, but, I but like guys, literally we, we live in a world where you can look like anything you want to look like and you don't even have to have like a procedure done. You can literally, I've seen TikToks of maker, my, uh, bleh, makeup videos where these adults, these Gen Zers and millennials and whatever, like, I feel like people can literally make themselves look like anything they want to. I don't know. I just, I get it. It's natural and organic, but we've also also talked though that like, you know remember
1: when we had that episode where we talked about love is blind and how some of these shows really aren't set up for success because, you know, sexuality and sexual interest goes a lot deeper, right? Pheromones is a very big thing when it comes to sort of levels of like being able to be attracted to the opposite person. Um, and like looks isn't necessarily
0: everything, but you know, I, I, how I feel about hygiene in general. And that sounds very unhygienic to me. <laughs> Could <laughs> you imagine know. though too, if somebody isn't know.
1: really taking care of their feminine parts either, like, cause you know, some <sighs> women, no judgment, but like their pH levels a little bit off. You know what I'm saying? So could you imagine that then being the scent that you start to smell around you while you're going to the grocery store?
0: (laughs) No. I'd be dead. It's a wrap. Well, look, Gen (laughs) Z, you can do this. That's, I guess, fine. I am going to go ahead. This is a hard no from me. And I swear to God, if I start smelling vaginas as I walk down (laughs) the aisles of the grocery store or if I'm at the beach and I get a whiff of it, like, I'm going to say something. I have a problem with this. So, basic in the brain does not approve. No. Also, <laughs> ladies, we have things. There are probiotics now that are special for your, you know, for your, your vajay. I true. encourage you all to think about how you can keep your shit hundred percent in order. Hundred percent. Okay. I'm horrified. We need to move on. Yeah, we're moving on.
1: <laughs> okay. So I guess first technical headline, Um, Constance Wu says she attempted suicide after Fresh Off the Boat backlash. So context for listeners, uh, Constance Wu uh, had a show called Fresh Off the Boat. And I guess it had been renewed for a new season and she publicly went on Twitter and said like, oh, this sucks. And she complained about it. There was massive backlash against her, even though she came out and explained why she said that. It was because she had another passion project she was working on and I guess scheduling conflicts would have caused her to put that um, passion project on the side or have to drop it. Um, and she was really like upset about that. But everybody like went in on her um, and As I guess do. according as as a society does right um nobody cares anymore if something triggers you it's just a meteor. Ah. um and so <laughs> I, I guess a lot of Asian Americans, uh, reached out to her and said that she was a stain on the Asian American culture, um, on Asian Americans in general in the U S. Um, and as a result, she decided to withdraw from social media and she got to such a point where she felt like she was better off dead than alive. And luckily a friend, um, found her in a terrible state, but took her to the ER and she's been recovering since. And now she's made a comeback. Um, yeah, I'll 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 leave it to get your two
0: cents first before I kind of bring my thoughts into it. Okay. Oh, there's so many things here. So first of all, cancel culture. We got to stop this shit. Yeah. Like I hate it. I think it's ridiculous. It's not fair. I think people need to get lives, stop sticking your fingers in your vagina and like go out into the world and get some fresh air or something. That's number one. Number two, um, as an Asian American who, you know, is maybe not the best Asian American culturally in, in the United States, I think it's just like ridiculous to say you're a stain on Asian American culture. And let me tell you why. Because Constance Wu, is she my, fav- is she my favorite actress? No. Gemma Chan, favorite Asian actress by the way um but i still feel like if it weren't for constance Wu being rachel and crazy rich asians like no offense asian americans are having a fucking or asians are having a fucking moment because of that movie right that movie i feel like put people on the map it was so important as a I love that movie, by the way. It's my plane movie. If I'm on a plane, I'm watching that movie no matter what. I love it. But... Talk to me about how I feel about the way that it portrays Singapore, which you know is not my favorite place in the world. But, you know, it it did wonders for their tourism. But, like, you get there and you're like, oh, it's not actually like that. Anyway, um, no, I just I think that that's so unfair and it's so unkind. Do I think it was stupid of her to post, oh man, this sucks? I hate my life that I have a job for another season and I'm so fortunate. I've also heard that Constance Wu was like not the nicest person to work with. Obviously, I've I've never met her. I don't yeah. know this. So I wonder if that played a part in people automatically kind of being like, oh, this fucking bitch. Like she's awful to work with and she's still, and she's ungrateful. Yeah. But like, guys, also if you're in that industry from what I understand, it's like you got to capitalize on your momentum, right? Like she had so much going for her and like maybe, it's kind of like um, Kim Cattrall. Like maybe she outgrew it. Maybe it was time. Yeah. Um, but, but sorry, wait, let me just finish my thoughts. Sorry. I just do think That maybe the way that she went about that was not not a way that, like, of course people were going to not receive that well. So I think she should have been a little bit more mindful. Sorry, I'm off my soapbox.
1: No, I mean, I loved you being on your soapbox. Um, Yeah, I mean, I've heard similar things at Constance. I feel like there have been article after article about how she isn't necessarily the most kind and how she has become a bit of a diva, um, especially Mm -hmm. after Crazy Rich Asians. Um. I think, to your point, yes, I think this was also at the height of cancel culture. I also think mm-hmm. because of her importance within the Asian American community, people took this a lot harder than they should have. And I also think people just got fucking triggered for no reason. As I've started to to notice, um, especially as we get more, like, viscerally like hateful comments on social media i'm starting to recognize that like people will attack and say what they want to say even if it's not related to what you said to the tone of what you said there's just something that triggers people based on their perception within their life um and then they'll just like go full hog um and unfortunately i think it was just like so many factors that played into this like deluge of negativity directed towards her even after she explained her stance the damage was kind of already done which is really shitty once again when we think about the overall impact of what cancel culture can do Mm -hmm. um i'm really really sad that she got to a point where she felt like her like she had to take her own life in order oh to be able to exist with this commentary um or not exist but to be able to like get away from this Um, I'm glad that her friend, you know, got to her when she did. I'm glad that she's healing. Um, I do think, however, that, you know, there is a certain level of like care that you have to have when you're on social. Like you can't just be yourself on (sighs) these platforms. I hate to say it, but it's true. Um, and even if you aren't yourself, if you do put on a mask, that's like agreeable, like it's not going to
0: be agreeable to everyone. Like there's always, yeah, exactly. so sorry, I was just giggling a little bit, not due to the nature of the conversation that we're having, but due to the fact that someone told us that we shouldn't be allowed to vote and we're <laughs> the reason why women end up alone in the world uh, or in life. I just I don't know. It's Jokes just like, on them. We're both married. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing you don't have to fucking marry me, isn't it? Um, but yeah, no, 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 of course. Like, I think that that is it's awful and it's sad mm. that she felt like that she literally had no way out and obviously i think it's you know thank god right thankfully she someone was watching over her and she was okay in the end yeah um but to your point i and and i wonder if like she kind of shot to stardom and the the celebrity that she had it happened so quickly yeah that maybe she couldn't handle it right like i feel like there are people who, like us, are, you know, you're slowly kind of integrated into it. And I think like, I don't know that you ever fully immune to some of the things, like look like at Khloe Kardashian, right? Like her life for the last 20 years has been in the media and they're probably the most, I would say the most loved, but also the most hated family in the world or one of, in 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 that world, right? Not necessarily the world, but, and she's still affected by by this. So I think I, I imagine part of that played a part in it. And I, you know, but but I think like you 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 do have to be somewhat mindful of yeah. whatever you put out there, whether or not you're a celebrity 100%. or not, like
1: you gotta 100%. expect that to
0: come back to you. It's gonna be taken out of context, somebody's gonna hate you, and you not that yeah. you have to be okay with it, because you shouldn't have to be okay with that, but like
1: it's yeah it's part of the business, yeah so I was um just like slight segue um, there was a variety roundtable that was done with a whole bunch of actors that included like Michael Keaton, Samuel L. Jackson, Tom Hiddleston, and there was a young actor there, and they actually started talking about how he started going to therapy before the movie that he was in came out um and, you know, a lot of the actors that were at that table started talking about their own experience with jumping into stardom and, like, the celebrity world and how it wasn't ex- – because a lot of these guys are older, right? Like, that level of yeah. therapy wasn't available to them. Um, mm. And every single one of them struggled with kind of acclimating. And this guy was talking about how, you know, he's still going to therapy for it. Um, it's an actual real thing to go from, yeah. like – Having no exposure, nobody knowing who you are, um, being able to go to the grocery store normally, being able to like yeah. have a group of friends and like know that no, and not needing an NDA to be signed amongst that group yeah. of friends, you know what I mean? To all of a sudden like everybody knowing who you are and you know your whole life turning upside down. So I definitely mm-hmm. agree with you on that point. That
0: um, that probably did play a factor in all of this. Yeah, yeah, that's really interesting and good. Good for him or them for doing that you know how I feel about therapy love it mm-hmm. miss my therapy appointment shout out week. to Debbie oh. and Normandy yeah. the two people who keep us sane <laughs> somewhat sane <laughs> sane enough um okay but okay. yeah no I mean I, I'm, I'm glad that she that she is okay I hope that she you know yeah it's just a yeah. little, just just like more mindful. Not not because I think she should be, but just for her own sake, for her own you know? sanity. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah.
1: Okay, we'll okay. go on to the next one. We really gotta speed things. Up, I know, but, I know. Uh, so, Love is Blind cast member, Sue's show, claiming contestants were denied food and water. So, context for listeners, Love is Blind Netflix show. Apparently, this was a contestant from season two who is now filing a class action lawsuit saying that um, the contestants were left with no food. Their, apparently, their hotel rooms were locked and they were not given a key. Um, apparently, the hotel staff was told not to deliver any food to them and then they were just like plied with a whole bunch of alcohol, which as we all know, I'm pretty sure is part of producer manipulation to get more explosive moments. Um, but yeah, I thought this was insane and Netflix is going to have some issues because I think they're currently filming season three right now.
0: Tell us why you think it was insane before I jump into my thoughts. Um, like to deny people food,
1: I also just, like, think about, like, me when I'm hungry. If someone denies me food, like, I'm going to be a raving fucking bitch and I will cut you. Um, But also, oh, here's the other interesting thing. They told, uh, apparently production said that if anybody were um, to, like, exit their room or to try to get food or whatever it was, they would be liable for $50,000. Oh, and also they were only getting paid $1,000 a week. Okay. Which I actually thought was, like, pretty good money for just, like, you know, sitting there and dating people. But apparently it's one of the arguments that they're making in the thing of, like, we weren't paid enough. We were starved. We weren't given water. We were, like, intentionally kept hangry and intentionally kept drunk in order to have more explosive moments. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, you can, like, give people alcohol. Like, that's not a problem. Like, I understand the reason to want to create, like, more memorable moments in the show. But, like, to not feed people and to, like, lock them in their hotel room and they didn't have access to keys. Uh-uh. Nope. That's like okay. cult shit to me. Mm-mm.
0: Red flag. <laughs> okay. So not feeding people. I'd actually be curious to see if anybody else gets in on this class action lawsuit, right? Yeah. That's what I, I... I am curious because I find it a little bit hard to believe that a company as you know well-oiled as Netflix, and I don't know who the production company is or anything like that, but like I'm inclined to think that they're not going to starve people. Maybe I'm wrong. In regards to not having access to your hotel room or your keys, of course you can't leave. That's the whole point of the show, is to not see anybody, and they can't risk that happening, right? And if everyone's just walking around the neighbor or the the hallways willy nilly, right? But like, I, I I I get it, and not sorry.
1: Like the Bachelor and Bachelorette, when they have them all like in hotel rooms, I don't think that they're taking their keys away from them.
0: Yeah. Because there's no anonymity in the show. That's not the point of the show. They all know each other. Yeah, but like seeing each you're other in a
1: hotel. Like I don't know. I think that this took it to an extreme.
0: But Maddie, that's literally the point of the show. If the show was, hey, see each other's faces or meet them, but not know who you're talking to when you're talking behind a wall, fine. But it's it's like the circle. Like you don't leave your room, and 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 I would imagine that like. Also, you went into Love is Blind season 2 knowing exactly what the show was? Yeah. I'm I'm not saying that it's right. I need to be very clear about that. But what I'm saying is I would be okay with it if they were feeding me.
1: But like I, if yes, they weren't I, and I didn't have the freedom to like call up food when I wanted it or I didn't have the freedom to like get water when I wanted, I would be very angry. And I think that's when it gets oh, dangerous. Of
0: Oh, of course. And I, but I, I'm, like I said, I'm curious to know if they were really not feeding them because I, so, because I read an article, I don't know when it was a long time ago about the circle where they were like, yeah, literally anything you wanted, the producers would produce for you. Food, drink, water, whatever it was, games, fine. So we'll see about that. Um, I also note, I noted that when this, the person that is filing this, this suit, he was cut from the season. Because he didn't get engaged. So that's also very you true. tell me, right? So I don't know. I
1: mean, that's a great question. I think we'll we'll see how this all plays out. I just thought it was interesting because this is the first time that we're actually seeing allegedly producer manipulation gone wrong. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll see but, how it plays out. We'll see how it plays out. Okay, fine. Moving on. Yeah. Okay. So, moving on to our next topic. Uh, we talked about this last week as well, but uh, big update. The judge rejects Amber Heard's request to set aside Depp Win. So, for context for our listeners, the judge essentially said that um, Amber Heard wanting to claim a mistrial um, just isn't allowed and was thrown out because of the fact that... These jurors all went through a selection process. They all got interviewed. They were clearly unbiased. And this is kind of what I claimed last week. I was Mm -hmm. like, I don't think it will matter. And lo and behold, according to the judge, it doesn't matter. She still had a fair trial.
0: Yes. And just another bit of information to share with that, on top of that, is that apparently the 57-year-old that did serve, Mm -hmm. he has the same name and lives at the same house as his father, who was the 72-year-old... Uh, juror that was summoned. So I'm still, I'm still unclear, and I feel like you know, who knows. But the the bit that you had to put in your, you had to input your birthday in the Virginia court system, like tool or whatever. Yeah, is that true? Is that not true? Because I do think like whether or not it was like, oh, I hope I get to serve on the Johnny Depp case that I don't necessarily know if that's the case but like maybe someone was like oh that's my name let me just go and serve in my father's place or something like that. Yeah. But but to your point I think everyone still had to be vetted. I've been called for jury duty. I tried really hard to get out of it. They still picked me. But the fact is like you don't just like show up and they're like cool you're you're on the Johnny Depp case, right? Like they interview you, they ask you questions. Have you had experiences with a celebrity before? Have they been negative? What are your thoughts on domestic violence? Have you you know so I, I agree, I think that it's sketch for sure, but yeah. I also feel like the 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 judge i would I would have to imagine was like we're probably not going to get a different verdict based on yeah. that if it was like, oh exactly that person has a Johnny Depp fan club that they run, mm-hmm. maybe a different situation, but I also feel like too much of everything was already out there, right? The evidence is already out there, the defense 100%. is already out there, like what's the fucking point so exactly hundred percent. I'm not a lawyer, but that sounds like that was a good call. <laughs>
1: um. Yeah. I mean, I called this last week. I was like, I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. the judge is going to say that like this isn't um, valid. valid for a mistrial just because, like I said, the jurors had been vetted ahead of this. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And therefore whatever biases that this person may have had should have been vetted out if that were the case and they weren't. And so, um, I like that she's trying to get creative, though. I
0: know. I'll I give it Amber a, for effort, Amber. a for effort,
1: Amber. A for effort, Amber. Um, effort. Okay. effort. Okay. So now on to our next headline. Um, Tom Brady says that his wealth is the hardest thing about parenting.
0: <laughs> I read this, and. Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> for context, I think for our listeners, <laughs> Tom Brady is a football player, he
0: American a beautiful football,
1: American football player. Um, he has a gorgeous model wife. Gorgeous. Giselle? She's also kind of witchy too. I don't know if you've heard interviews where he's talked about how she like does his astrology and tells him if he's going to have a good year or a bad year, like what he needs to do that week. Um, anyways, he during I guess a podcast interview said that uh, it's so hard parenting with his wealth because you know his parents or not his parents, his kids get to go like on private planes and you know get the luggage dealt with and you know have such ease of things. And then he says, he's like, oh wow, like you know life isn't really like. That guys. And I also read this article and was like, what the fuck? Like, if there were ever a moment where their PR person should have been like, keep your thoughts to yourself, that that would have been that moment.
0: Yeah. So I read it and he was like, you know, we both grew up with really humble beginnings. Um, you know, he said Giselle, who is She's an ex, like Victoria's Secret model, uh, mm-hmm. angel. Excuse me. She, oh, she is one of the highest-paid supermodels, actually. I think in the industry, I think she made like forty million dollars in a year. So for a model, right? That's crazy. And um, I think he has a net worth of two hundred and fifty million. I think he's probably one of the highest-paid athletes as well. Not He's not, but I think he's one of them. And he's also been playing for like 17 years. But anyway, moral of the story is, is that they are like hundreds of millions of dollars and they have three children, uh, two of which are hers. But he was like, you know, Giselle grew up in one of the poorest, most rural parts of Brazil. They have a two room home One bedroom for the parents, one bedroom for her and her five sisters. So there are six girls total that lived in one bedroom. And then he was like, and you know, I grew up in an upper middle class neighborhood in Southern California. I think he went to like USC. I think he's from Orange County or something like that or Pasadena maybe. Moral of the story is, number one, he did not come from humble beginnings. Number two, like I'm pretty sure that if you want your kids to have a humble upbringing, you can choose to do that, especially if you have hundreds of millions yep. of dollars. Maybe don't mm-hmm. let them fly in a private jet. Maybe don't yep. have somebody cook their food. Maybe don't have yep. someone clean for that. Maybe give them chores. Yep. Like this for mm-hmm. me, I, I was like, Jesus Christ, you guys are so unrelatable. And I think that they're probably also one of the most hated couples in in Hollywood yes,
1: or whatever in the world
0: of celebrity. And it's like, this is why.
1: It's actually really funny to me that someone of his caliber would be complaining when there are actual celebrities who raise their children normally. Yeah. Like, I, the biggest example that comes to mind is Sarah Jessica Parker. Like, she has hand-me-downs of her kids' clothes to her other kids as they were growing up. Like, oh, she's very meticulous with her finances and how she's raised her children to be normal. Um, I think that there's this a difference between, like, being super privileged versus like i've made money and want to give my kids a better life but also being humble with that mm-hmm. and i think he's not that at all no um and Have for him chef. to just like <laughs> and for him to like say that so publicly being like as if he has no power over how he raises his kids. He's like, oh, we have all this money and we can't raise them normally and But it's like, no, there are celebrities who've done it. You could easily do it too. Like, don't complain about it. This is definitely in your power to like raise them normally. They're
0: celebrities, but like, they're not even just celebrities, right? They're Bill Gates. His kids are not getting the vast majority of his fortune. Yep. Same thing with Warren Buffett, right? Like, I'm pretty sure he still eats a McDonald's breakfast sandwich every single day.
1: Oh, the man loves Coca-Cola. Um, yeah. And he's also part of, uh, there's like this uh, society of super rich people. I can't remember the name of the society, but they've basically pledged that they are giving all of their wealth away to better the world. Yeah. Bill Gates is in there, Melinda Gates, uh, Warren Buffett. There's a whole bunch of uh, billionaires, essentially, that are, are are in that society.
0: I mean, they have the money to spare. <laughs> but,
1: yeah, exactly.
0: But but still, regardless, yeah. Like, when I saw that, I was just like, this is a stupid... Like, I- <laughs> A for effort, maybe not, maybe not A, F for effort. But the point is, like, y- you are, you're not helping yourself. And if the point was to be relatable, if the point was to get people to not hate you, you're fucked. Yeah. I don't know. There's really nothing to say about it. So I just, what else
1: you got? What? Yeah, I just, I, the audacity. Of this person. Yeah. Absolute audacity. (sighs) Okay. Anyway, we're going to go on to the next topic. Um, So the next one is Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, Jen Shaw, pleads guilty to fraud charges. And context for our listeners, mm-hmm. Jen Shaw, one of the main characters in Salt Lake City or Real Housewives of, of Salt Lake City, um, she was essentially charged for a conspiracy to commit wire fraud and originally had pleaded not guilty and had said to everyone that she was not guilty. And in the interview at the end of season two or the reunion said that she was not guilty and lo and behold, she has pled guilty.
0: So I did read that she was looking at like 50 years in prison if mm-hmm. she went in front of a trial. Whereas if she pled guilty prior to that, I, I during the arraignment, whatever it is, like basically she took a deal, right? If you took a deal, yeah. she was um, looking at 13 years or something like that.
1: Can we also talk about how these like real housewives are like... There's always some kind of criminal activity going on in each one of the seasons. <laughs> each one of the branches. Like, it cracks me is up. Is it just the
0: housewives, or is that just like that demographic of person in general? I don't know. I don't know. You I'm mean not part the rich? It. But the white collar will be. Uh, yes. Ex- exactly. Exactly. Um, no, I, I, I. they probably also look for that too, but. Yeah, the whole, the fact that she thought she could lie Mm -hmm. about it. I don't know. Maybe I'm, we all know I'm the prude, right? But in general, I feel like I recognize that you really can't get away with much these days. So I'm also just a rule follower and we know this in general, like, yeah. Like I was panicking today because I have dinner reservations and I was like, oh my God, I only have dinner reservations for four. We're going to show up with five. I have to call and I have to change it. And then like, but I know like nine out of 10 people Mm -hmm. will be like, no, just show up with five and then they'll figure it out. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like if if they can't accommodate five, we can't have five. I'm going to have to like pivot. Right. So that's the kind of person that I am. Yeah, Maybe that's not a rule follower. Maybe that's more just anxious, but therapy. But, um, yeah, no, I just, I, I, I feel like you can't like What percentage of people, besides Casey Anthony, get away with major crimes these days? I mean, we just don't know about it.
1: You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure that there's so many white collar crimes that are happening out there that we just don't know about. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that a lot of these people get a slap on the wrist. Um, I think that it's interesting that in the Housewives uh, franchise, we've seen a lot of these cases. And I wonder if they're especially targeted because they're on TV. Um that could like I wonder if, mm-hmm. like, for example, Girardi, if he would have been caught if it hadn't been for Erica Jane's um exposure on the Real Houses of Beverly Hills.
0: Her but not only her exposure, I think her saying, like, oh, we have two private debts. Yeah. Or like, being like, I spend six hundred and fifty thousand dollars e, e, e,
1: e, e. a week. E, 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 e.
0: <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. I mean, she she didn't help the situation. Yeah. I don't know. That's, that's a really good question. I think though, Jen, I'm glad she was caught. I I don't know all of the details about her charges, but from what I understand, she basically just like preyed on old people, old people that didn't really have Mm. the ability and fuck you. Mm. I hope you get 50 years. I hope she serves all of them. But it is interesting. I mean, like you also think of
1: like Teresa Judice and Joe when like they both were indicted mm-hmm. for fraud charges too. You think of, um, what's her name? Uh, Luann. Didn't she have like a DUI and like disorderly conduct? Um, there was also the Real Housewives of Potomac where, uh, what's her name? Her husband, she called him the Black Bill Gates, uh, was under, uh, Some like legal issues with the IRS because he hadn't paid taxes in 10 to 20 years, something like that. Um, There's just like so much. So much. Oh, and Daniel Staub, too. Daniel Staub. Oh, yeah. Well, she was like, she She was a hot mess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, And even like, like I said, Beverly Hills, there was the issue of Erica, but wasn't there another scandal, too? Like another finance related one? Or was it just Erica? I think
0: it was. Just I know Brandy. Good. She had like a DUI.
1: Yes, she did. I mean, there's, there's been a lot,
0: but I think. Yeah, and
1: then they've had like their own cases too against one another. Like with Maloof, when it came out that she had IVF, I guess, with her kids because of oh. Brandy, and then she was suing her. Um, there was that,
0: but there's always drama. Yeah, no, there is. Um, but yeah, I, I just, just, I, yeah, I, I really think. Yeah, I hope Jen pays for everything she did to people. Personally
1: yeah, I just I find it so funny because when you watch I know you didn't watch Salt Lake City, but I did, Mm-mm. and um, I guess my question is I wonder like if her husband knew about her activities because you should see what happened like when it all went down, like she was so apologetic and crying and like she was like, "I'm not guilty, I didn't do anything." Um, and she was blaming her assistant. Um, and then on top of that, she was, like, downgrading her lifestyle, and it was supposed to be, like, tragic that she was downgrading because of the legal case. I don't know. It's it's always funny to me when, like, white-collar crimes all of a sudden get, like, taken down a notch. Like, people who commit <laughs> them get taken down a notch. Because it's, like, really Humbling. them getting taken down a notch is, like, upscaling my life, you know? Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> me I mean, so, bitter. Apparently, her her assistant Scott, I think his name was, he is mm-hmm. also being charged, and he's also yes, fucked. He is. So sucks to suck, well, man.
1: He's also apparently he took a plea deal, is what I thought happened. Didn't he take a plea deal?
0: I think mean, he. I think he was the first one to plead yeah. guilty.
1: And so I bet you that's could. also why
0: she felt she needed to, right? It's like if he's if he's no, speaking, no, no. he she pled guilty
1: to way before. All of this, like I think, last year is when he pled guilty. But then um, he was also giving them the dirt about
0: her. Yeah, exactly. That's so why she, she was like the all the Yeah,
1: exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also kind of like hard to feel sympathy for her because, like, she's a pretty shitty person. Like, if you watch the first two seasons, there's also all this issue between her and another one of her assistants, um, where she, she's nasty. Like she yells and she's really mean, and especially when she gets alcohol in her system, she's like throwing shit, hurling shit. Like, girl's got oh a lot God. of hurt, and she's not a very nice person, from oh what Jesus. I've seen. Yeah. Not well, then fifty years nice
0: for person. Jen Shaw, Judge. Mm-hmm.
1: Get her. Okay. Okay. So next one because this one's going to take a lot of fucking time to get through, <laughs> or maybe it won't. I don't know. But this I don't is. Think so. I. This one is kind of heartbreaking for me. But uh, Chloe and Tristan expecting a second child via surrogate. And uh, let me give a little bit of context. As we all know, uh, it came serenity out that Tristan... Now. I know. <laughs> let me just... Zen. Zen. Serenity. It's just peace. Peace and love. Peace and love. Um, Tristan has cheated on Chloe several times, and it has been made public several times. Uh, we know publicly that it's happened at least three times. We are pretty confident that it's probably happened more than that, but we just know of three confirmed instances. And the last instance coming out with another child out of wedlock um, with Marilyn Nichols. Um, And so, you know, we thought Chloe would be done with his ass. Lo and behold, it gets leaked this week that um, apparently they're expecting another child via surrogate. It has also come out that the child is a boy. Um... I was really angry when I heard this news, like absolutely livid. But there's also this part of me, too, that kind of understands where she's coming from in the sense of I already have one child with this man. I want another kid. I might as well have that kid since we already have the fertilized eggs, if you will. Embryos. We'll do it. Embryos, exactly. You know, like we'll do it via surrogate so that I don't have to house the child in my, my own womb. And, you know, it makes things less complicated in the sense of like having to worry about having another baby daddy, I guess, because it can complicate family dynamics, I'm sure. Um, do I think she deserves better? Yes. Do I think that this was a smart idea? Fuck no. Uh, but that's just like my own background. Would I have done the same thing if I were in her position? I don't know. But uh, from what I can say, looking outwards, like from outwards in, why? We were rooting for you, Chloe. Literally, I am the America's Next Top Model meme
0: where you have Tyra, where she's just like, we were rooting for you. That's how I feel. (laughs) Wait, okay. So I need to clarify something with you. Mm. The baby was conceived in November because he's about Mm. to be born. Like his due date is like, they're saying he might actually be born already. But the baby was conceived in November. And we all knew that she was trying to do this, right? Because I think the last season of the of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, not even the Kardashians, they were talking about this. She was doing IVF.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then it came out that he cheated on her in December. So they're saying that...
1: This all happened before this she... This all
0: happened after. So like, she would she have chosen to do it? We don't know. At my first reaction, I was feeling really saucy that day I was not having a good day. I literally broke everything, including an HVAC system in my house, not good. So I was just like, this is so fucking stupid. She's dumb. I hate her. I have no respect for her anymore. But like you know now now that it came out that this the baby was apparently conceived before her knowledge of this, I always thought like it's a dangerous situation to get yourself into like but I understand I mean, like, right to your point.
1: I understand, but also there's a part of me it's like this dude has cheated on you twice already so publicly. Especially when you were with pregnant your with your first best child. child. With your sister's yeah. best friend, by and the like, way. And like when you were also pregnant with your child and giving birth to your child like literally a couple of days before you were giving birth to your child with him. Yeah. Um the fact of yeah, the matter sucks. is I don't think that her critical thinking skills were attuned to their high stability when she originally made the decision of doing this with him. It was also in COVID. But like to have someone who's treated you already. So, I mean, here's the thing though. Like I get it. We're all on our own journeys. I guess I just have like less sympathy. Like you won't, here's the thing. Everybody who has listened to this podcast knows that I love Chloe. Love her with all my heart. I would actually love to be best friends with her to be honest. But at the same time, I'm kind of upset that her family didn't like smack the shit out of her before she made this decision being like, he's not good enough. Like you should wait it out a little bit, you know, for him to prove himself. And the fact of it being just like one month before she had to find out like that. Oh, my God. Okay.
0: So I I don't disagree with all of that. Like when she said she was doing that, I was like, the fact that you can co-parent with this man successfully, I give her so much credit for that. Right? Like, I get mad for a lot less. Is all I'm going to say. I get mad for a lot less in life, and I yeah. think that that shows like just so much maturity on her end. I think the fact that she got back with him because. They were together, right? We all know that they were back together when the whole Marilee Nichols news broke. That, I question your fucking sanity as well as your respect for yourself. But at the same time, like if you're not going to respect yourself, honey, I can't help you there. So I digress. I think now I'm wondering though if... mm -hmm. No, no, go for it. I was going to say, like I don't know, I think everybody's noticed she is like a skeleton lately. And I'm wondering if she's been like, Anxious, nervous, stressed that this is gonna. First of all, it's not just diet, it's not just starving herself, it's not just working out. She had some kind of procedure done because Mm -hmm. I'm 5'10. And let me tell you, I know that girls can like be that thin at my height. However, it takes a lot more than diet and exercise to be like, to literally shrink yourself in half. Yeah. Um, but I wonder if like it also was like stress it was also all of the above of all of this that's going on I, I also that article said that since Chloe found out about the baby the other baby with Marilyn Nichols they have not communicated outside of co-parenting duties if I were her like she has enough fucking money literally fuck off I'm taking these babies I'm raising them myself also, like Have we talked about?
1: Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Have we talked about what?
0: Say, have we talked about like the ramifications of like bringing another child into the world? Obviously, if it was conceived before, that's a different story. But like, just like these kids and what they're going to have to go through, knowing like what a piece of shit their dad is. Did you
1: think about he also that? Also, have he has three different baby mamas that we know of right now. Um, I just—it's crazy. Yeah. But uh, I, okay,
0: here. Get this man a vasectomy.
1: Seriously, what the fuck? Like, why hasn't Tristan Thompson been into a forced vasectomy at this point? Like, dude, if you're gonna be fucking everything that is standing at this point, like, just get a vasectomy. It'll get you into less trouble, honestly. I think that uh, my heart breaks for Chloe. I'm sure that there was a lot of stress and anxiety because I'm going to be honest. I was one of those people initially who like was not happy about this. Um, (sighs) And I hate to say it, like almost like judged her. Like, I'm not going to lie. Definitely judged her. Um, But I think, you know, having the context and reading more about it, like at this point, I just feel bad. And she is probably frightened About the level of like vitriol and hate that she's probably going to receive having this information of like, how could you let a guy who treats you like shit, like how could you have another baby with him, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Um, I wish her the best. I know that she's trying to be a good person by letting him still be in the lives of his babies um, so that he can raise them as a father should. However, I also think that she tends to put herself in a martyr role and sacrifices her own sanity and well-being for others. And I think, you know, personally, if it were me, I would Mm -hmm. cut him off because he has caused enough damage and hurt, not only to her, but to her family, to her kids at this point. Because to your point, what about when they get older and they see all this information about their dad? How is that going to affect them? You know, he clearly is not ready to be a parent like at all, especially if he keeps hurting and harming the people in his life like this mm-hmm. and like doing it without thinking that there are any consequences. Um, He needs to be forced to go into therapy or be forced to get a vasectomy. Um, And at the end of the day, I just, you know, I'm going to say it again. I, I just want her to be happy. And I think she deserves to find someone who is going to show her. I mean, she needs to do the work herself, of course, but at yeah. least someone who would treat her the way that she really deserves to be treated, which is a queen. You a queen, Chloe. Dun, 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 dun.
0: But no, I agree. I totally agree. I think um, think it's sad. Yeah. I think it's really sad, but look, she's got to do what she's got to do. Yeah. Hopefully her family will be there, you know, to support her. Of course. And I'm just interested to see, like, when the baby's born and then we can obviously reverse engineer (laughs) and figure out, like, did she know? Did she not know? Because I do feel like part of her was just so desperate to give her daughter a sibling that I, you know.
1: Well, I also think when you're the only sister that has one baby and you're the one who's wanted a big family, right, out of all of them. I think she's been quite vocal about how she's wanted kids, right, and... Um, and she's seeing her sisters have more kids. She's seeing, you know, Kim have four, seeing her other sister have three, and she only has one. And she's uh, somehow ended up in a really shitty relationship with someone who clearly is just disrespecting her left and right. Like, you know. But it's having another probably- baby answer. I don't know. Sorry. Look, I'm I'm not not a therapist, but like from my point of view, I don't think it is healthy. Um, But at the end of the day, I can can understand why she would want him to be the surrogate or to be the sperm provider donor. Because like I said earlier, could you imagine like having another dude embroiled in the family? It just adds more complexities when you have more baby daddies, right? With like the family dynamic. And so I can understand he's the one who's there right now.
0: Hmm? She can ask Tristan about that. He knows. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, I I feel bad for her. I really pray that she has peace about it.
1: Yeah. She's going to love the shit out of this baby. She will. She, if there's one thing we all know about Chloe, she's a fucking amazing mom. Mm -hmm. Um, and she provides in such a way and ensures that like that baby is taken care of and has their dad around, even when the dad is a piece of shit and clearly doesn't care about his baby mama or the like actual health and mental wellness of his own babies. So that's my two cents. That's the tea. I'm going to t- keep drinking my two chicks. Um, and I think with that, we should uh, should end out today's episode um, and we'll see you all on Wednesday.
0: Bye. So there you have it. Thank you so much for joining us again on The Basic in the Brain. Be sure to join us next week for our next spin on intellectualizing our basic bitch interests.
1: Be sure to join us and don't forget to like and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Tweet us at basicandbrain and follow us at The The Brain on Instagram. Give us feedback, tell us what you love, what you don't love, tell us what topics you'd like for us to cover, and we'll talk to you all later.